0: in our series called pre-decide and hopefully you guys have had some great takeaways that you can implement into your life and last week pastor Greg had an awesome message on pre-deciding to be consistent be consistent in your habits consistent in your lives and in the series we made the point that uh, the quality and direction of your lives is determined by the quality of your decisions right and we brought out these two statements that a couple times that we want to get to the point that we can pre-decide things so that we can say, when faced with this situation, I have pre-decided to take this action. And that's the whole concept behind the idea of pre-deciding, that when a situation comes up and to the degree that we can do those two things, we won't just react when a situation comes up, we'll make better and quality decisions based on pre-deciding So today, I want to piggyback on Pastor Greg's message and um, talk to those of you who feel like you want to give up. So maybe you had a goal, maybe you had a, a vision or a dream, and you started it, and then you hit some resistance, and you hit a wall, and it stalled. And maybe you see little or no progress in something that you're in the middle of, and you're discouraged, and you feel like giving up. It might be a relationship that you tried to restore, and now it's worse than ever, It might be fighting for your marriage and you're running out of fight. It might be believing for a miracle or for your child or for healing or your finances or to overcome an addiction. And you've tried, you prayed, you believed, and you're discouraged and you're losing hope. You know, sometimes in life we find that we start something, we're excited about it, and we get going and we willingly enter it, and then we hit a bump. We hit an obstacle, and we just quit because we don't see that we're making any progress. We're just treading water, and we're losing hope. So I'm willing to bet that there's two groups of people here today, at least two, but I'm going to name two. One is those of you who are sitting here today, and you're hanging on by a thread, I want you to take a second and just look around you. Just take a look at your neighbor's. There's some people here and you can't necessarily tell, but they're hanging on by a thread. You know, maybe you're at the end of your rope. You don't have any hope left and you don't see a way out of your situation and you're just exhausted. Maybe today you're sitting there and you just want to quit. But you don't know how because it's going to affect people and you don't have a backup plan and you don't see that there's actually a way out of your situation. Maybe it's your finances, your job situation or your marriage Maybe it's your aging parents or your kids or name any other situation, but you're stuck and life has just been sucked out of you and you're tired and you're exhausted. But maybe you're here today and you're not hanging on by a thread, but you're still one of those that are exhausted and you find yourself saying, I'm just overwhelmed. There's so much to do and I just am exhausted. David Allen wrote this book, it's called Getting Things Done, and he made the observation, he said much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do it comes from not finishing what they've started so whichever group you're in today got a message for you god has a plan for you god has a plan for you and you might have heard this if you're not dead you're not done so it doesn't matter which group you're in today I'd be willing to bet that somewhere in life, you've finished something that you haven't started and that you have unfinished business in your life. Maybe you've been meaning to heal a broken relationship, or maybe you've been meaning to join a small group, or share your faith with somebody, or finish your degree, start a job, serving, start a ministry, drop some weight, launch a business, apologize to someone. In there, there might be something you started, and you hit a wall, and you stopped. So as I thought about this message, and I was reviewing my life, and why I've given up on certain things, why I didn't accomplish certain things, why I quit certain things, you know, I realized where the enemy has worked on me for years. And I was thinking back to my sophomore year of of high school, and I was on the wrestling team. I was tall, I was skinny, and I remember my dad and mom came to a wrestling meet. My dad usually was on the road during the week, so he couldn't come, but this time he came and I wrestled my first two periods and on the third period I managed to get myself in a position where I was stuck. And in wrestling once both shoulder blades hit the mat, you lose. So I have one shoulder blade on the ground and I've got the other one up and I'm trying to scoot out. And I can look in the stands and I can see my parents sitting there. And I got gorgeous cheerleaders right behind me on the mat going, "Come on, Steve. Come on. Come on, Steve." And I'm looking at them and I my mouth is like cotton. I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm wiped out, and I'm just trying to wait the clock out. And for whatever reason, I just quit, (sighs) laid down, pinned, and I lost. And I remember overwhelmingly as I looked up in the stands, my parents didn't do anything wrong, but I looked up and I was disappointed in myself that I quit. Fast forward, so many times after that I've heard the enemy bring that back. And he would say, you're a quitter. You don't finish things. And I've believed that to a large extent for many, many years. And I know that sounds like it's, it's a trite example, but a lot of you have heard a voice somewhere along your life speak something to you that wasn't true. It was a lie, but you believed it for many years, and it's limiting you. The voice tells you that you can only go so far, no more, or that you don't deserve that. That's for other people, but not you, or you're a quitter. You see, words are so powerful. They stick with you a very long time. Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They're a liar. (laughs) So maybe, maybe you've just listened to the lies of the enemy for a long time or to someone else for far too long, and maybe you've responded to those lies by making bad decisions, but not necessarily bad, but making decisions that got you where you are today. And when we talk about the whole concept of predeciding life's decisions, there's so much to, the, to that statement that it determines the quality and direction of your life. So I want you to try this on today. This is kind of like trying on a new coat, okay? I'm going to have you repeat after me this. Okay, ready? Are you all Ready? When I commit, when I, commit. I don't quit. I am a finisher. Do so it one more time. When I commit, when I, commit I don't quit. I, don't quit. I, am a I am a finisher. Now, for some of you who are sitting there, that felt really weird. It felt like you were lying to yourself because you don't envision yourself that way. You don't envision yourself as a strong finisher. <clears throat> that's other people, not you. But I want to tell you something that's not true. And you can get there. So let's take a minute and let's look at a couple people in the Bible as role models, as examples. And I want to start with the Apostle Paul. So here's Paul who's highly educated, super smart guy in the, in the Roman law. He's prominent in his community and he's a leader. And he sees this new group of Christians coming up and they're, they're professing this doctrine of believing in this Jesus who died and rose again. It goes so against Paul's grain that he's like, no. I am vehemently opposed to this, and I'm going to wipe this group out. So Paul persecutes Christians. He abuses them. He even has them killed. And then one day, as you know, on the road to Damascus, he has an encounter with Jesus. And Paul turns 180 degrees, and Paul pre-decides to follow Jesus. He pre-decides to follow him and not quit, no matter what. And he dug in, and he got to work with every ounce of his being. So for the rest of his life... (laughs) Paul was beaten, he was whipped, he was thrown in prison, he was shipwrecked, he was kidnapped, he was threatened, arrested many times, accused in lawsuits, interrogated, ridiculed, and ignored. But he never quit. Just like us, right? <laughs> he never, ever gave up. And in fact, just before a day, days before he was going to be beheaded by the Roman Emperor Nero, he's sitting in a jail, a dark, dank jail. Many times it had sewage, it had rats, it had disease in it. And he writes this, to his spiritual son, Timothy, he writes the words. He goes, hey, that's for me. He didn't say hey. He said, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God and the time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. Who thinks that way? Who does that? You know, where did he get that? There's a woman named Angela Duxworth. She's done a whole bunch of research on successful people. So she's interviewed military leaders, business executives, spelling bee champions. You know, you name it. She's interviewed them, and she came back and she made this observation that all people who have been successful have something called grit. It's the strength of their character that refuses to quit. And she made this other observation that enthusiasm is super common. But endurance is rare. And Paul had grit. He refused to quit. So today, I want to unlock one of the secrets for you to become a finisher, to not quit. So Paul wrote a letter to the Hebrew people. You guys have read Hebrews. And he tells them all this encouragement. And he gets to the part about where Jesus died for their sins, and he paid the price. And then he comes into chapter 10. I'm going to read you what he wrote to them, and I'm going to read out of the message version. Usually I don't, but I really sometimes think that different versions are able to speak to what the author was really trying to say. So chapter 10, verse 19, after he tells them all about Jesus, he says this to them. He goes, so, friends, we can now, without any hesitation, walk right up to God in the most holy place, because Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, And then he continues in verse 39, and he says, But we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no, we'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. And then in chapter 11, verse 1, you guys know this verse. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? But I'm going to read it out of this. Paul says, The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, It's the firm foundation underneath everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is distinguished. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. And then he goes on to list a bunch of ordinary people, just like you and me in the Bible, who did extraordinary things because they lived by faith. He talked about Noah. Noah spent years building an ark, being ridiculed the whole time for something that he had no idea what it was, a flood. He'd never seen one. Abraham, God told him he had a special place for him, an inheritance, a land. And he went and he traveled there. He lived in a tent. He couldn't see it. He just couldn't see it. His son Isaac and his son Jacob, they all believed it. They lived in tents on a land that they were promised. Sarah was told she was going to have a baby, but she's wicked old. And she's like, I have no idea how that's going to happen but she believed by faith. Moses, he ran away after he killed an Egyptian because he saw him mistreat one of his people. He ran away and hid for years. And then God calls him and he says, Moses, I want you to lead my people out of the desert. And he leads them for 40 years. I don't even like people enough to hang around with him for 40 years. He leads them (laughs) for 40 years by faith for something that he couldn't see. And Father K.J. back there had a good word for us in our worship time as, as a spirit. He studied this in a small group. That Moses was paying the price for other people's sins. But yet he led these people in the desert. Joshua was told to lead the Israelite people and walk around the city of Jericho once a day for six days. And on the seventh day to do it six times. And then do it one more time. And at the end, blow a trumpet and yell a bunch. And all these walls were going to come down. And he did it by faith. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den for a night, and he believed that God would save him by faith. And David was promised that he'd be the king. He'd sit on a throne, but there was always somebody on a throne, and he was trying to kill him. But David believed it. And the Bible says that some of these people, they never even saw what God promised them while they were here on earth. So how'd they do it? How do these ordinary people go through all that they went through, and they didn't quit, and they didn't give up? They did it because they lived by faith, and their sight was on something beyond their circumstance. There's something beyond their immediate circumstances. So I'm going to read this next section. You guys can chill out and listen, because I didn't put it up there. It's out of the message version, but it's what Paul goes on to tell them, and I I just think it says it all. He says to them, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans who are cheering us on, It means that we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race that we are in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. The cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, line by line, item by item, that long litany of hostility that Jesus plowed through. That will shoot some adrenaline into your souls. That's actually in there. In all this, in this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you to say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed, so don't feel sorry for yourselves Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children, and that God regards you as his children? My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. It's the child that he loves that he disciplines, the child he embraces that he also corrects. It says, don't sit around in your hands, no more dragging your feet. Clear the path for long-distance runners so that no one will trip and fall, so that no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Help each other out and run for it. You know, guys, all too often, we'll get into a situation and we allow our trials, our tests, our obstacles, what somebody says to us that just hurts our feelings, or this little thing, we allow it to just get in our way and we stop and we stall or we quit. We get to be so myopic in our circumstances that we lose the sight of the bigger vision. And that's how the enemy takes you right out of the game. The roads of life are strewn with those who Satan was able to convince to stop too soon. Rather than allow God to make us stronger through the process, we give up and we lose hope. We allow that discouragement that we're in to sit in the front seat and drive our life. But Paul said, since we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I've read that many times and I wondered, Huh, I'm blown by that. What does he mean? What's that? What is everything that hinders? What stops you from completing what you have started? What stops you and causes you to give up? What, what is hindering you? Is it a relationship? Is it a habit that you have started? Is it something that's taken you down the wrong path? Or is it just your attitude? And then he says the sin that so easily entangles. What a weird way to say that. The sin that so easily entangles us is that sin of unbelief, that God can change the circumstance, that God can move a mountain for you. That sin that so easily entangles is when we start to doubt. Why am I doing this, God? Why are you having me go through this? And he says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. When Jesus was crucified, the whole reason that he could stand everything that happened to him on Friday is because he had his eyes fixed on Sunday. It's the same for you and I, guys. that's the secret. That's the secret. Fix your eyes on Jesus. That's how you predecide not to quit, because you predecided you're going to fix your eyes. On Jesus and not quit it allows us to be able to commit that and make that decision even though you and I may not ever see the finish line in our lifetime because your reward it's not here does that make sense so we look to the finish line Chris can you come up so you might sit there and say who cares if I quit what does it really matter what does it matter if I quit It matters because every decision that you make is a vote towards your future. Every decision that you make is is a vote on what God has put in front of you to walk through, right? Don't get me wrong. There's some things that you do need to quit, but I'm talking about the things that we don't. You know what the difference is between a high jumper and a pole vaulter? A high jumper runs, the pole vaulter runs, they do it with all of their strength. When a high jumper gets to the barricade, he jumps over it in his own strength. A pole vaulter, when he gets there, he turns and he leans on a pole. And he, all of his strength, he pushes on the pole. But the pole is what propels him up and over. That's the difference. Sometimes we're trying to run this in our own strength. When you hit a bump, stand strong, persevere. You don't quit. That's what the enemy wants you to do. No. It might be your marriage. You might be sitting in there today going, you know, I'm ready to give up. I don't have any fight left. Nope. Nope. What God calls us to, we lean on Him. I want to play a video for you from Derek Raymond from the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. He's from, he's from England. And I want you to see what happens. Patrick, can you bring that up? Olympic Stadium in Barcelona coming up to the men's 400-meter semifinals. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Up four to Wednesday's final. Steve Lewis in lane three. Roberto Hernandez out quickly in four. Now down the back stretch. Ismael on the left of the screen is running very, very quickly. And inside of Lewis, Sunday Bada of Nigeria. And Derek Redmond of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redmond is out. Derek Redmond, the British record holder and an important member of that British 4x400 meter relay team as he doesn't want anybody to help him. It'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. Look at this. He's going to try to finish his semifinal race. The British have a Certain tradition of running, which you have to respect. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal in the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now, the pain too much. Yes, it's Jesus. It's Jesus who comes alongside you. When you're stuck... When you're struggling, when you have no hope, it's Jesus who encourages you along the way. It's he who comes underneath, grabs your arm, and pushes you up. This is who Moses looked to. This is who Noah looked to. It's who David trusted in that lion's den. It's who Paul trusted all through his journey. So I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe nothing serious. And maybe it's really serious. You're at critical mass today and you're going in your own strength and you're just trying to get through another day. Guys, our reward's not here. It's fixing our eyes on Jesus. One day when we meet and we sit right beside him up there, he went through the cross. He went through nails going through his wrists. He went through everything, but he didn't quit. Jesus predecided, I'm not giving up. And that's what he wants us to do. We're followers. We're soldiers. Let him come alongside you let him lift you up. Lean on him. Those who are close today, I just want to say a prayer. If after service you want to pray and just draw a line in the sand, you're not going to quit. We're here to pray with you. We're here to be with you. Pre-decide. Pre-decide. When this happens, I don't quit. I'm a finisher. The Father God, as we close today, Lord, um, I know that there are people here that just have run in their own strength and they're tired. They're exhausted, Lord. I pray today that they would come to you, that you would share their burden. You would just lift them up. You would carry them across the finish line, Lord. They may be hanging on to a promise, Lord, that they just don't see. They don't see a way out. They don't see how they get past this. but they're going to pre-decide not to quit that they're a finisher, Lord. And I just pray that you would come alongside today, lift them up, give them healing for their soul, give them encouragement, let them know that the enemy cannot win. Father God, we love you. We know that you died on the cross and you did that willingly so that we could one day share eternity with you, God. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you the glory. We just thank you for who you are and what you've done for us, Lord. May we be a minuscule amount of strong but leaning on you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So have a good day. And if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Amen.